Welcome to A Walk in the Black Forest, uh, the Goodies podcast. And today we're dealing with an episode that I think all of us here would probably say we've got a real soft spot for. This is a really, really good episode. And uh, with the crew here, because I haven't introduced the episode yet, uh, we have uh, Todd from Podcast Central. So good day, Todd. How you going, Master? Good to be back again. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Fiona, you look very comfortable. Hello, everybody. And uh, we have now. Do I call you Barjas or do I call you something else? Oh, you can call me whatever you want, Paul. All right, dickhead. Okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, all. Good evening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We also have Leanne joining us, who turned 21 again just only yesterday. So, yes, if only. Good evening. And the person who's running tonight's show is Jim, and we're going to be dealing with a little bit of light housekeeping. Jim, please take it away. (laughs) He just took my best gag. Thank you, Master. (laughs) It is an excellent episode. This is from Season 5. Um, episode 8, and when I picked it, I didn't realise it was the one that followed Kung Fu Capers, which was the other other episode I picked. Obviously, there's something about that midpoint of um, Season 5 that really appeals to me and other people. Um, I think Todd pointed out that this is all filmed in the same lighthouse set that the Doctor Who episode of Fang Rock was also filmed in. So I guess that's why it's wormed its way into my subconscious, associating those two things, the goodies and Doctor Who were always our staple television fair growing up the scene begins in the lighthouse the jolly rock lighthouse the notorious jolly rock lighthouse there's a flying fox contraption um, they all come sailing in they've been sentenced to work in this lighthouse for five years all because graham misread the advertisement which said i'm sorry i thought it said a little light housekeeping um, that would have been funnier if it hadn't been uh, preempted in the introduction, by the way. Tim takes control straight away. He's number one. He's decided he's number one. He's got the whistle to prove it. Keeps on tooting on his whistle while he gives out orders to everybody else because he's number one and the other two are number twos. Graham is sent upstairs to tend the lamp. He doesn't mind being up there because he can read his book. Problem is that the, um, the light keeps circling because it's a lighthouse so he has to follow the light around so he can read the book at the same time. At this point, too, I think he puts on a bit of music and it's a walk in the Black Forest. Is that right? Yes, yes it is. That's, that's right. Correct. Yes. Um, where, did, where did it come from, the music? was it? I didn't get what it was playing from. Was it a radio? Little radio. Oh, Clearly okay. he's stolen our theme song. Bill, though, is hungry downstairs and starts demanding his supper. And in a throwback to the previous Black Pudding episode, Tim mocks him by saying, Hurry up with me super Iba Goom, in a much better accent than I just did then. Uh, Tim, though, has got it under control because he's going to catch a fish. He's got some rancid halibut giblets uh, because the fish love it, and they love it so much the whole rod goes flying out the door and there's, uh, there's no fish to be had. This sends Bill over the edge in what is one of the classic... Um, ranting scenes that the goodies are known for. He goes, balmy because everything in the lighthouse is, of course, round. He can't stand the fact that everything is round. He storms around, uh, throwing over his dinner plate, which is round, and his round hamburger and round peas and carrots, and even the chessboard 
is actually round. And he rolls those R's when he's really what? getting into a rant. He does. I've noticed well, that you roll your R's when you walk too, Paul. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the only other game that they had available to them was a pack of cards. And if you notice, even the cards were round. He feels better after his rant. And, and Tim has made him a lovely lemon meringue pie. Bill says, oh, really? What shape is it? Tim, realising, of course, the shape of the pie is the very thing that sets Bill off, says it's kind of squarish or something. And uh, according to Newton's third law of comedy dynamics, if ever there is a lemon meringue pie in a comedy scene, somebody is going to get that pie in the face. The only question is how it happens. In this case, they start chasing each other around the table, round and round and around until Bill just simply turns around, faces the other way, holds the pie up, and Tim, of course, runs himself face first into the pie. Some great classic comedy there. Love that one. He feels better then and says that, uh, you know, strange things happen to men when they're cut off. And Tim says, yeah, look what happened to Michael Parkinson. Parkinson. I looked that up, and apparently it's because he had a vasectomy. Graham runs down the stairs. He's not going back up there. He's had a bad experience. His clothes are covered in holes because of the ruddy moths. Obviously, moths are attracted to light. So lighthouses means bigger moths, and his, ho- his cold clothes are, like, hanging off in tatters. Uh, luckily, Bill finds the big bumper book of sea shanties for lively lighthouse keepers to boost their spirits and finds there's a song about the Jolly Rock Lighthouse, which they sing, and it's a, it's a classic song. Do you guys remember the song of the Jolly Rock Lighthouse? It started off fairly don't, upbeat don't and then slowly the but surely descended. Whatever you do, something and something and something else too. Got the melody. Spot on. Yeah. And the first line too. That's it, yeah. And and Bartas is right too with the way it just gets darker and darker. Um, is I've that song to the here. theme of a pub with no beer? Yes, yes, yes. that's it. <laughs> Which in turn I think is Beautiful Dreamer, another old song, maybe mm. by Stephen Foster. Oh, okay. A, yeah. yeah. So I was Everything's ripped how off. They got the point of else. reference. Mm. Yeah. It's so the winds they do blow and the seas do they roar. When you're stuck in a lighthouse ten miles from the shore, but you've heard of the Jolly Rock of that, I am sure. Go there, and your loved ones will see you no more. So as they go through each verse, it gets darker and darker, and they sing with less conviction. But they always return to the chorus with great gusto, yes. which um, Fiona sang correctly: "Is oh, don't go to the Jolly Rock, whatever you do. I wouldn't go near it if I were you." <laughs> And it keeps on going on and on. Some verses are actually censored because they're too horrible to even talk about. It's part of the words. And then it gets to this penultimate, or is it the ultimate verse? Your blood will run cold and your heart fill with dread because the Jolly Rock is filled with the souls of the dead. If you stay there one night, you'll go clean off your head. And in no time at all, you'll probably catch mumps. Somehow which the they say, that doesn't even rhyme. Yeah. His cheeks have been swollen and yes he has got the mumps which again to our seven eight year old selves was very topical because i'm pretty sure we had all those childhood diseases about that age yep mumps yep chicken pox they all followed you got them too yep i had mumps and chicken pox at the same time i think i had mumps 
Yeah, yeah. I think I had mumps. And, and at the same mumps. time, Fiona. Yeah, yeah same time. Was. You had chicken pox and mumps at the same time. Yeah. Poor plan. Well, <laughs> mumps is maybe, um, poor, kind maybe of, economic, really. It was efficient. I got him over and done yeah. with in one go. So, Tim has got the mumps. So, he is banished. He is quarantined, which again sounds oddly familiar, and sent upstairs into isolation. He's up there. He's got his he's bandaged up with his big mumps, and he's saying, um, "Can you hear me? I'm getting better. I'm getting better. The sweating's gone down on one side. It's gone down. So if anything, I have a mump." And he's stomping and yelling, "Can you hear me?" Cut to downstairs. The boys are playing cards with their round cards, and Tim's awfully quiet. Don't you think? Yeah. Wild weather. There's going to be water spouts and hurricanes and all kinds of things. And a little, so, take care, pets. He's got this weird yes. kind of serious tone with his little camp overtones. Do you Particularly when he was talking about a certain stoker. Yes, yes, um, I've got that here. Stoker Cheeky Hoyle. <laughs> Good night, Petal Pants, or something like that. And what was the nickname there, uh, Captain? Cross Channel Fairy. Yeah. Channel Fairy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes. The announcer goes on to say that there is immediate, imminent danger around the Jolly Rock Lighthouse. So take care, pets. So it's getting quite tense now. Storms rolling in. The ships are coming in, and the light has gone out. So now they have no fuel for the light. Uh, Tim volunteers his baby oil, which is kind of everyone exchanges glances, but is not commented on further. Jim, I found that as an adult quite disturbing. That scene, <laughs> yeah, the baby, the baby oil, <laughs> the baby oil scene. Oh, it was very. You disturbing. know, as, as 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 a young person, you probably it just went straight over your head. But as an adult, I found yeah. that particular scene quite disturbing. Oh, as a young person, you think, <laughs> baby. That's <laughs> all sort of you think is funny, baby. Or <laughs> he's such a little baby. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And he's got a rocket to warm the ships, which is a great idea, the rocket to warm the ships, but he lights the rocket inside the lighthouse. Graham, though, has found a foghorn, which should keep the ships safe. Uh, he turns it on. It works brilliantly, except it won't switch off, which is driving everybody crazy, so they smash it to bits. So I think Graham resorts to a megaphone. Tim's mumps have gotten worse by now. He gets more stressed. He goes into one of his classic fits, just when he gets calm, there's another loud foghorn blast from just outside the window because the ships are now very close. This ship is the Britannia. Tim is struck because the Britannia would probably have her, the Queen. And sure enough, a white-gloved hand comes in and gives the royal wave inside the lighthouse. Tim is absolutely starstruck until another hand comes in, this time from, uh, we assume, Prince Philip, with two fingers raised to give him a little rude sign. They need to find something to relight the lamp with. They need an alternative source of fuel. So um, Bill, meanwhile, is underground tunnelling below the lighthouse to find something, and he finds coal. Problem is they don't have anything to light it with. There's no matches, and they have a lighter, but there's no um, petrol. He does keep digging, and sure enough, there's a squirt of oil which comes straight into Tim's face, and they send Tim off to have a nice hot bath while the other two celebrate the discovery of oil, Texas tea. I, I don't know if anyone else sort of noticed it, but when Graham got the uh, the second squirt in the face, I don't think that was scripted because he almost lost it 
when, ah, uh, yes. when, 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 when he got the spray in the face and he started with that, oh, you know, this is five-star oil. But just before that, when he got the, the first one in the face, he wasn't expecting it. And it really stood out in that scene. Well, um, there was one line that followed that was a little bit, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no one's um, going to repeat it. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that back in the seventies. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. well, look, if if anyone's really interested, I'm sure they'll be able to uh, look up the uh, episode themselves and see if they can pick what the uh, phrase was. And they can contact us Thanks. at uh, what's the address again? It's uh, Goodies Pod at gmail.com or they can jump on our Facebook page at A Walk in the Black Forest the Goodies Podcast or at Goodies Pod on Facebook so what was the racist complaint that Graham made in this episode please send your answers to Goodies Pod (laughs) and you could win a night out with Paul (laughs) what's the second prize Two nights out with Paul. Two nights out with Paul. (laughs) And a knock at the door from ASIO. (laughs) (laughs) Bill's been digging and says casually, I can't see down here, so can you, you know, throw me a a lighter so I can see? And he lights a candle right down there where all the oil is. Both Graham and Bill realise at the same time that wasn't a good idea. Bill comes up, Graham, I shouldn't have lit my candle, should I? And soon there is a huge explosion and it's a liftoff. And because the Jolly Rock Lighthouse is shaped a bit like a rocket, it does lift off into space. There's a Swedish um, amateur photographer who's taking some footage. And for a split second, the Swedish amateur photographer has captured something more than just a lighthouse. It, oh, uh, it was a heavenly body. <laughs> it, it did. It was, and apparently that was actually censored in Australia when it first aired. Yeah, we've said yeah. this before that in Australia mm. we never saw any of the nudie bits. There was a humanoid figure wearing a white frilly plastic space hat mm. and <laughs> carrying obviously what appears to be a space rubber duck. Uh, everybody's got their own views on, on what this um, this object is. Um, Sir Patrick Moore appears as himself with his telescope and being very excited at seeing what appears to be a new comet going up a bit, depth a bit, right a bit, down a bit, up a bit. The uh, the news host is also trying to follow this these directions. The news yeah. reader is Corbett Wood- Woodall's third cameo in the series. Oh, I didn't know it was his... You may remember him from such episodes as... Yes, as Kitten Kong and, oh, gee, what was the other uh, one? Uh, tomato soup. Tomato soup? The clown virus. The clown virus, tomato soup. Clown virus. Yeah. Oh, yes, there mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. So they want to try to get the lighthouse back down to earth, and the only way they know how to do this is to run from side to side and to overbalance the lighthouse so it tilts from vertical to horizontal. So as the lighthouse starts to go from one angle to the other, Tim, who's got soap in his eyes and can't see what's happening, uh, has his bath roll forwards and backwards in the bathroom. Bill and Graham eventually succeed in turning the lighthouse on its side, and the idea is they'll just keep on orbiting the Earth until they run out of fuel and fall back down to the planet. Eventually, though, it does run out of fuel. The lighthouse then turns the right way up and starts plummeting back down to the Earth, and lands straight on top of the statue of Lord Nelson in Trafalgar Square. Uh, they realise now that with the 
lighthouse no longer functioning, ships can be anywhere, and there's a loud foghorn sound, and when they look out the window, there are ships now sailing through the streets of London. And we reach the end of this episode. I love it. Which is a classic. I love it. And my What do you guys think? Oh, oh absolutely. Four and a half. Yeah, great episode. Great episode. How many black puddings do you give it? Yeah. Well Yeah, four yeah, and a half really? black puddings, definitely. Uh, I'd, I'd probably go closer out of, to f- out of five. Mm. Out of five, yeah. It, out of five. It is a scale of five black puddings, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, five I is the highest. I did watch it just, just before, and I actually did laugh out loud a couple of times. So <laughs> which bits made you laugh out loud? I think just, the, the like, the first half with all the... The pie the joke comedy. never gets old. I suppose the pie, the pie joke. That was that was good. A yeah. good pie in the face. Tim comes screaming down the stairs when he's first got the mumps and they've put him in quarantine and he's yelling, mm-hmm. can you hear me? And he comes down the stairs in the air and goes, can you hear me? I love it. Just love And Tim with the fire, pie in the face and the oil in his face and <laughs> um, going splat on the lighthouse glass after he's taken off on the rocket. Tim is on fire. I love him. There's no elaborate sets. It's all one place, one ro- or two rooms, yeah. basically, downstairs and upstairs. But so, so much they can wring out of that, so much imagination just by turning the camera on its side and all different... They, they left the whole planet in a lighthouse. They Ooh, talk Dr. about Jim. Max Bygraves a lot. And in the... What is it? The COD, the COD episode? Oh, you were they trying to aggravate oh, oh, yes. You know, yes. And, and they actually play the record. And so that yeah. song actually gets used quite a lot. Tulips of Acidam. And then, yeah, yeah. If that's it. There's lots of Monty Python in this episode. There's certain scenes just... Oh, particularly at the end. When... When you saw the ship going down the middle of London. Yeah, that kind of animation. Uh, For me, the one thing about most Monty Python episodes, how it almost seems like a stream yeah. of consciousness, but they've actually managed to thread it together as a narrative. And I think the yeah. only time I can really more. remember the Python guys threading together a very clear, distinct narrative was Life of Brian. It's a great story. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. It's it's a really good mm. story. It does actually flow yeah. well. It's a good story. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. T- it's a little bit tense as well. There's a little bit of that supernatural horror. I mean, uh, lighthouses are inherently a bit scary. It's always been a symbol of, you know, isolation and madness, and it had that kind of tension in it. And then when the when the light went out and the fog rolled in and the ships are coming, you had that kind of. Time lock where you had to do something to stop a disaster. Mm. I think it's. We're just saying, Jim. I don't think this is going to die after eight episodes. Mm. We're probably going to be back for a season two (laughs) sometime in the future. Season two. Well, the fans demand it, right? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Sorry, is that plural? uh, If if you are a fan, if we all like each other, post. Yeah. (laughs) If you are a fan fan and and you're not (laughs) already part of the podcast. Just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Take the piss out of people. Uh, please send us an email at goodiespod at gmail.com and tell us if you'd like a season two. And uh, Bill and Graham, yeah. we'll do anything if you write to us. Absolutely. Master, do you want to do an outro while we're still sober? Hey. <laughs> uh, the quick question is, and I put this to Barjas in particular. You know, we'll muck it around. I called you a dickhead. Do you want to actually change that uh, intro? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
and then I'll do an outro. Two, no, I mean, we're just doing bad, yeah. and then I'm thinking about it. it's probably not the right feel that we want for this one, and it was just something spontaneous. I thought, I, I can change it up a bit. Yeah, no, that's all right. No one, one well, listens <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this is a podcast. What I want is, I, I, I want a Barry White intro. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Can't get enough of your love, baby. You've been listening to A Walk in the Black Forest, the goodies podcast, and we have been dissecting a little lighthouse keeping. And uh, this is probably, as you can hear, one of our favourites. So it's uh, firstly, good night from me, Paul, and uh, Todd, good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again. Bajas from Queensland. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope you all had a great time listening. We had a great time putting it together. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Good night, everybody. You can write to us via email at goodiespod at gmail.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, A Walk in the Black Forest, the Goodies Podcast. Oh, it's uh, it's a quality podcast and some quality sites that you've just mentioned. <laughs> and Leanne, the birthday girl, till next time. Thank you. We'll do it all again next episode. And, of course, the, the person who uh, steered this lighthouse, I'm not going to call it a ship, uh, Jim, any parting words about a little lighthouse keeping? Uh, yes, if you had half as much fun as we had, then you had twice as much fun. This show is deep. Every time Paul said the name of the episode, he took Jim's joke. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) The man who's been steering this lighthouse episode, Jim, any parting words? Yes, I hope you've all got a little lighthouse keeping to do. So, uh... And Jim, who has been um, running this lighthouse, Jim, what would you like to say to round off the episode? Good night, children, and don't do drugs. <laughs> Actually, do it again. One, one more time, one more time. And the man who's been steering this lighthouse episode, Jim. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I must go now because I have a little lighthouse keeping to do. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I was just trying to time the pause oh, on that God. one. <laughs> <laughs>